<laughs> that is MSNBC. Wish. <laughs> This has gotten countless people killed pretending hydroxychloroquine is a poison that convinced their victims that President Trump is a tool of Vlad Putin that hid the Hunter Biden story that pretends ivermectin is horse paste. Well, that was CNN. Same actor, difference, different portion of the acting field. But they feel Facebook should be disappeared from the... Planet Earth. Wow. Today is the day the Lord has made, the times through which God has decided we shall live. And I just, I the, the word surreal, I've used in a legitimate sense twice in my life, legitimately saying this is surreal. One of them when our, our family just encountered a, a, a very, very frightening, terrifying walk through the adolescent family mental health care system. I said, this is the first time I can say this is surreal. The second time was when I was offered the opportunity to fill in for Rush Limbaugh and did it. I was in the studio saying, this, this, is, this is a surreal moment. Twice in my life. Then, then I learned that Representative Jim Walsh for whom his 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 constituent voted is banned from entering his office because he is not big pharma approved that's legitimate surreal Alice in Wonderland stuff representative Jim Walsh joins us on the Todd Herman show Jim welcome back morning Todd good to talk to you how did you find out that you are far too dirty and filthy and unhealthy and disgusting? You pardon me for using the language that I believe the left believes of people or pardon me, the party. How did you learn all this about yourself that you were too dirty to go into the legislative building? That I was other. Yes. <laughs> um, the, uh, this, this thing that's happening in Olympia, uh, let's look at, it uh, technically, it is called. Uh, it's, it's, the thing is an interim policy or interim rule, and it was made by a uh, a subcommittee called the Executive Rules Committee of the House in the Washington State House of Representatives, the the House Executive Rules Committee, and that is a, a group of seven of my colleagues seven legislators, and it's sort of the star chamber. It, it, it makes big decisions. Uh, now, it is not clear that the, the House Executive Rules Committee has the power to lock members out of buildings at the Capitol campus, but it, but it did. And so uh, this happened uh, a few weeks ago, and uh, a memo was sent uh, by the... Uh, the clerk of the House, who works for the Speaker of the House, uh, to all members, saying that this interim policy, interim rule, had been approved on a partisan vote, strictly partisan vote, by the Executive Rules Committee, and uh, and that it was going to take effect. So, so we knew it was coming. It wasn't a complete surprise. But it wasn't clear precisely when it was going to take effect. They said it would take effect about the same time as the governor's uh, vaccine mandate to fire state workers and healthcare workers. 
we weren't, but we weren't sure exactly what was going to take effect. And, uh, and, and we weren't sure how serious they were about it because it seemed outrageous. Uh, so uh, a colleague of mine and I uh, had had a meeting scheduled last week, had to reschedule it to this week, and uh, sort of decided it would be a good test to see how, where things stood. So we went on, on Tuesday morning to, uh, to, to go to the John L. O'Brien building, which is the main house office building uh, at the uh, state capitol campus in Olympia. It, it's right across the parking lot from the dome. And, uh, and that's where our, most of our offices are. And uh, it, so we went to have our meeting in the O'Brien office building, in my office, and uh, couldn't get in. We have, uh, you know, these key cards, you know, they're, they're common most jobs these days. They're an identity card, but then they also act as a key uh, to get into most of the buildings on the, on the Capitol campus, and they didn't work. And then uh, we talked to one of the security fellows. He saw we were trying to get in the building, came out and talked to us for a bit, and, uh, and, and he was taking a very hard line. And uh, I felt for the guy. I mean, he kind of – he was a little edgy. I think he kind of knew that uh, this is a controversial thing and a, and a dubious thing. But, it, you know, he was doing his job, and he, he has to enforce this interim policy. So uh, – so it wasn't a complete surprise, Todd, but but it, it but it's outrageous. Uh, I didn't think they were really going to do this. It's uh, well, first of all, it's a bad look for the Speaker of the Washington House, a a woman named Lori Jenkins, who represents a district uh, that's basically Tacoma. Um, and uh, and second of all, it, it's wrong. It's unconstitutional. It's immoral. So uh, um, so we're, we you know we tested it. We found uh, where that line is, and uh, now we're going to start to push back. Well, Lori Jenkins is, uh, in, in an era where the party owns Washington State, is one of the singular most, um, I would regard as possessed by evil people I've ever encountered. And uh, I'm judging based upon her policies, abortions at any time, at any cost, she was personally obsessed, along with the boss of government schools, Chris Rakedall, personally obsessed with sexualizing children. I believe that's an evil act uh, to begin making kids angry little sex bots in school. Right. You wonder people have been I have very good listener to the show. Send me a note saying, why don't you talk about election integrity? That is election integrity. You teach kids to be angry little sex bots. They'll vote as angry little sex bots. And Lori Jenkins has pushed this. So now she's banned you from going into your office building. This would extend, I imagine, because they did this in the last legislative session, Jim Walsh, that some of you, some of your colleagues, Jesse Young amongst them, was banned from being on the floor of the House as they debated bills. That means if you want to object, you're lucky if they take you off mute. So I assume this extends into, Jim, you would not be allowed to issue a floor objection because you wouldn't be allowed in the building. Therefore, you could not adequately represent your constituents. I mean, logic would say this would extend to the floor. How in Earth's name can you have a legislative session where only some legislatures legislators get to to object? I mean, am I wrong or does that create an absolutely illegitimate legislative session 
I believe you are not wrong. I believe you are right. If the uh, if the speaker Jenkins uh, has what they call a hybrid session, where some people are allowed on the floor of the house and others uh, have to use Zoom to get in uh, remotely, uh, you've got to ask some questions about how that hybrid uh, breakdown is is determined. Um, now, if you are choosing as a legislator to participate remotely, that's your choice. You have the option to be on the floor, and for whatever combination of reasons, you choose to participate by Zoom. If you are forced to participate by Zoom, if you cannot be on the House floor because of Speaker Jenkins' policy, interim or otherwise, that's a different story. That is limiting your effectiveness. Now, you can still vote on bills. You can still speak if they give you permission to speak. But as you mentioned, there are certain parliamentary objections, points of order, other parliamentary tools that you can't use uh, participating uh, online. And that raises a serious constitutional question about uh, representation. Okay, so let's talk about that, but let's talk about something else that the party is doing. It has to do with, it's not, you're not to read certain times on the on the floor during the legislative process, you're not to read statements. You're to be able to speak off the cuff. Let's talk about that. Then I need to get from you, Jim, what the Republican leadership is doing in response for this, because I, I heard what I didn't want to hear is, well, we're not in the majority. That's not, that's, no, disqualifying. Disqualifying. Jim Walsh has been banned from representative his his his, uh, his constituents is the way I view it. We'll check traffic the right way traffic. Now, this may seem like a minor item. I'm about to mention Jim Walsh is with us. He has uh, been determined to be not big pharma approved. Therefore, the Speaker of the House, an utterly radical woman who is obsessed with sexualizing children and abortions at all costs. Her name is Lori Jenkins. Um, she is the the Speaker of the House with the party on the Democrat side. Plenty of Republicans in the party, by the way. Jim Walsh is not one of those Republicans. He's actually a constitutionalist. Um, there's something else that I understand on the floor. There's certain times when legislators are not to be reading statements that they're to be speaking off the cuff. It's common knowledge. Is it not Jim Walsh that Democrats have statements they're reading when they're on zoom that, that, and the question is who writes them? Whose words are the legislators speaking? Are they speaking the word of a pharma lobbyist of a big, you know, big school lobbyist? Who are they speaking? Isn't that common knowledge that some of the Democrats, when they're speaking on Zoom, are actually just reading statements someone has crafted for them? Oh, I would say most of them, Todd. Um, what? Yes, what? What? A, a most fact, of them? It, 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 it's, it's not. Sometimes you're not supposed to read. The rule is you're not ever supposed to read. And that in order to read, you have to ask the speaker uh, which sometimes the, the Speaker Jenkins will delegate the floor speaker uh, powers to a what they call a speaker pro tem, who's actually standing at the front of the floor up on the dais and making the minute-by-minute decisions about who says what. If you're going to read anything, you're supposed to ask the speaker for permission to read. And this usually has to do with someone citing a 
a piece of the law or something. You know, you know, it, it's supposed to be a technical thing where you ask to read and then you read, you know, the subsection A35 of the RCW. Um, but what most of my colleagues across the aisle do is, and some are shameless about it, is they read scripts. And they will sometimes have them on the screen of their laptop computer. Sometimes they'll have them printed out on a piece of paper, you know, eight and a half by 11 paper that they have, uh, you know, sitting on, uh, on top of the screen of their computer. And uh, who writes the scripts? Generally, uh, what they call caucus staffers. So the, the caucuses, Republican, Democrat, House, Senate, have staffers, paid staffers, who do a lot of the bill analysis and kind of legal analysis and brief the caucuses uh, before a, a bill comes to the floor for a vote. These, these caucus staffers also staff the committees. So when there are committee hearings, uh, of the, the various caucus staffers will be sitting to the side of the uh, legislators who are sitting uh, up front uh, on a dais uh, in the committee hearing room. Uh, so these staffers will generally each be assigned a, a couple of committees, usually that are similar in subject matter, and they are the subject matter experts. So on the uh, across the aisle, those 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 committee staffers or House uh, Caucus staffers will be the ones who will help the members by writing their speeches for them. Okay, just please, everybody, just hear this. This man was voted into office. This man has a constitutional duty to represent his constituents. This man is banned from going into his office because he's not Big Pharma approved and because Jay Inslee has sold the state of Washington to the Big Pharma companies. The, the state has been purchased. He doesn't get to fully participate as a legislator. On the other hand, Democrats have unelected staffers shoving words into the mouths of elected representatives who are pretending to think these things. This is the state of things in Olympia, Washington, in what I, with all due respect to you, Rep. Walsh, I regard at this point as a separate country. And I know that uh, you are fighting. And, and it's, look, I mean, they seceded a long time ago, in my judgment, Jim. Um, I'm at this point. And I want to tell you, like, I need to know what Republican leadership is going to do, because, Jim, I am le legitimately at this point. I believe you would be on the moral right side of things. I believe you would have the moral high ground. And I know you won't do this, Jim, but I believe you would have the moral high ground were you to take a hammer, break the window open, clear it and go to your office. I believe you would have the moral high ground. I believe it would be less of a crime for you to break an entering in that it is your assigned legislative office. So that's where I'm at, that this is not that you can't treat this as well. We're not in the majority. So darn the stink and luck. We can't do anything, which is what I've been told by Republican leadership. So, Jim, what is Republican leadership willing to do about this? Well, I, I, you know, they're going to help. Uh Listen, Todd. Let me let me. You've said a lot. Let me unpack some of that. Um, I will represent the people who elected me passionately and effectively, and no one will stop me from doing that. That's the first thing. 
the second thing is there are many ways to break that window. Some are literal, you know, some are metaphorical, but we are going to push back. I'm not alone in being banned from uh, the buildings on the Capitol campus. Uh, the uh, speaker and her minions have uh, actually said that there are about 25 or 26 of us who are not approved to uh, enter the buildings. Um, uh, so it's a group. Uh, it, I wanted to explain some of these mechanics, Todd, because I think they're relevant. The way that the approval has worked is that the members submit their papers to the House Legal Counsel, an individual, uh, and then he keeps what I assume is some kind of spreadsheet or folder or file with the uh, list of who's submitted papers and who hasn't submitted papers. And, uh, and, and uh, it was on that basis of that folder or file or spreadsheet that keys were turned off and, and access is being denied. So, so at, at first they weren't going to say who, uh, who was approved and who was not, uh, claiming, of course, they were protecting the medical privacy of members. But they have apparently announced the number who are not approved. And it, like I say, it's some 25 or 26. Uh, so there are a group of us, and not, not a small group of us. And, uh, you know, we have the right to, to not be banned. We have the right to access our offices. We have the right to access the floor of the House. And we will vigorously and passionately defend that right. Now, there are a number of ways we can do it. We can do it in the courts. We can do it with the bully pulpit. We can do it through quiet uh, negotiations and discussions with the speaker. And we will do all of those things, Todd. And our caucus leadership has a role to play in that multi-front approach. And so uh, we will use every tool available to us, including uh, the quiet and diplomatic discussion approach. And maybe that will work. I hope that will work. Maybe we can have a meeting of the minds where the leadership between the Republican caucus and the Democrat caucus in Olympia can, uh, can improve this rotten situation. But that is not the only approach we're going to use. That's one of several. All right, so no hammers? No no literal hammers. The hammer is always uh, <laughs> in the toolbox, Todd. Uh, and we, will, uh, we uh, will use it if we must. You know what? God gives you more patience than he gives me. Uh, or, or I'm not listening to God, because I'd be in that office right now. I, I'd, I'd have chained myself to it, and then, of course, I'd be in prison. So, uh, well, well, okay. But what's the long play, Todd? What I want is an improved Olympia and an improved Washington State. And I, if my and, goal is the lo- is a long goal. It's not a short goal. Right, we have well, to change the way Olympia works. I, well, I couldn't agree more because right now Olympia only works in one way, and that's uh, that's towards tyranny. So we've gone a little bit long. It's often fa- it's, it's always fascinating to talk with you. Uh, Representative Jim Walsh will not be deterred uh, from representing his constituents, not even by being locked out of his office. Appreciate you as always, sir. Go with God's good grace, Jim. Appreciate you very much. Thanks, Todd. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Be strong. Well, yep, I'll, I'll try to continue that. Breaking news uh, from the National Institute.